What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. From the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, April 4th. Coming up today... Donald Trump is arraigned in Manhattan following his indictment by a New York grand jury. Both the former president and Manhattan District Attorney speak at separate events following the arraignment. The judge in the case bars any broadcast of the proceedings. And Credit Suisse holds its first shareholder meeting since the UBS takeover. A construction accident at JFK Airport leaves two workers dead. Plus new details on the Nashville school shooter. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. The UConn Huskies won the NCAA tournament for the fifth time. The Yankees won. The Mets lost. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin this morning on a historic day with former President Donald Trump set to be arraigned in Manhattan. Let's get the latest live with Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. Nathan, the 45th president flew to New York from Florida yesterday and proceeded by motorcade to Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue, where he's spending the night. From there, he's going to travel to criminal court in Lower Manhattan this morning and stand before New York State Supreme Court Justice Juan Merchant to be arraigned and booked on charges related to hush money payments. At the White House, President Biden was asked if he was concerned about possible protests getting out of hand. No, I have faith in the New York Police Department. There is a massive police presence in the city this morning. The New York Young Republican Club is promoting what it calls a peaceful rally for Trump across from the courthouse. It's supposed to feature Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Meantime, Trump has added another attorney to his team, former federal prosecutor Todd Blanche. The DA, Alvin Bragg, will have a press conference after the arraignment, and Donald Trump is expected to make remarks from Mar-a-Lago tonight. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, John, thanks. Well, don't expect to see any of the actual legal proceedings today. Much of it will happen behind closed doors. And we get the details from Bloomberg's Steve Rappaport. Steve. Karen, Nathan, today's arraignment is a test of precedence and patience, as the judge denied a request from news organizations to broadcast the former president's appearance. Forget about reporters tweeting in real time. Judge Juan Merchant also barred all electronic devices. Members of the press and public will have access to an overflow room to watch through closed-circuit TV. Anyone not on site will get a glimpse of Trump in the hallway or in the courtroom before the hearing gets underway. Those are the only moments that news photographers will be allowed to snap today. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Steve. Well, the more legal pressure former President Trump faces, the stronger he gets. That's according to Trump's former acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. The reason, he says, is because it keeps the spotlight on him and off his opponents. If everybody's talking about the same thing, how do you how do you get separation from the rest of the pack. question becomes, what makes you different? What makes you better? Why should I vote for you instead of Donald Trump? If I think the world is going in the wrong direction, why are you more likely to move it back than Donald Trump? That's what they have to answer. 
Mick Mulvaney spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. You can catch the show weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio or listen on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we turn to the markets now, Nathan, and oil is rising again. It's building on yesterday's 6% rally. Right now, NYMEX crude oil is up four-tenths of a percent. It's at $80.73 a barrel. Brent is up a quarter percent at $85.15. And the gain comes as President Biden downplays the announced production cut from OPEC. But the move puts administration officials in a tricky position. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris has details from our 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Administration officials are trying to find a balance between denouncing the move and not souring relations with Saudi Arabia. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says they were warned the cut was coming, but they don't know what prompted it. I can't even begin to speculate uh, why this decision was made. We, we don't know. We've been consistent in our plans to uh, to refill the strategic petroleum reserve. Kirby pointed out crude oil prices have fallen significantly, and he says the decision was made by the entirety of the OPEC plus cartel, suggesting the U.S. did not hold the Saudis solely responsible. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Amy. High oil prices are leading to concerns about hotter inflation. Still, Federal Reserve Governor Lisa Cook says price pressure is starting to ease. At the same time, she warns the fight against Inflation remains front and center thanks to a tight labor market, the war in Ukraine, and the reopening of China. We've seen wage gains moderating quite a bit. So uh, that, I think, is a, a hopeful sign. Uh, but the disinflationary process is in, I think it's, it's, it's in process. It's in train. Uh, we're not there yet. Fed Governor Lisa Cook says the central bank remains focused solely on fighting inflation because the job market seems to be doing all right. Well, in Europe today, Nathan Credit Suisse holds a shareholder meeting. It's the first and last opportunity for them to speak directly to the board after a government-orchestrated rescue of the bank. And Bloomberg's Marianne Halftemeyer is in Zurich covering the meeting for us. This is the first time in three years that shareholders will actually be able to be face-to-face with their board of directors um, because in the last couple of years, the pandemic has, has made these AGMs virtual. So this will be, you know, an opportunity for shareholders to vent about the last three years of scandals and mismanagement at this bank. Um, and, you know, the last time that they'll be able to do so once this, you know, this bank merges with UBS. And Bloomberg's Marianne Hoftelmeyer says Credit Suisse Chairman Axel Lehman has or Axel Lehman has apologized to shareholders for failing to stem the crisis. And back here in the U.S., Karen, job cuts are coming to the largest private sector employer. Walmart is eliminating more than 2,000 positions at five e-commerce fulfillment centers. A spokesman says Walmart is also growing in some areas as it adjusts its stores and fulfillment centers to handle more online orders that may allow the company to reshuffle some workers to other jobs rather than cut them. It's 49 degrees in New York. It'll be partly sunny today, getting into the upper 60s. Chance for a few showers this evening on our way down to the low 50s. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael Barr. Good morning, Nathan. A horrible accident at JFK Airport has left two construction workers dead. It happened during a trench collapse yesterday. Rescue crews tried to save the workers from the rubble, but they were both pronounced dead on the scene. The accident happened near Terminals 5 and 7. New details in the last week's school shooting in Nashville. Police say the attack on Covenant School was planned for months. Authorities also say the shooter, 28-year-old Audrey Hale, unleashed more than 150 bullets before being taken down by officers' gunfire. Three children and three adults were killed. 
Meanwhile, Republicans in Tennessee have taken the first steps to remove three Democratic lawmakers, citing their involvement in gun control rallies at the state capitol. The Tennessee House will vote Thursday whether to expel Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson. Congressman Pearson defended himself on the House floor. If this House decides to expel me for exercising our First Amendment right to help elevate the voices in our community who want to see us act to prevent gun violence, then they can do as they feel they must. But I and we must always stand up for what we believe to be right and just. This comes as students and teachers across the Nashville area walked out of class and marched on the Tennessee state capitol demanding stricter gun laws. The NYPD says two of the three suspects wanted in the drugging deaths of two men after they left clubs in Manhattan have surrendered to detectives. Robert DeMeo turned himself in to police. Jacob Barroso was arrested on Saturday. Chicago voters are choosing a new mayor to lead the heavily Democratic city. Today's runoff pits former Chicago school CEO Paul Vallis against progressive Brandon Johnson. NASA revealed which astronauts are going to the moon in their latest project. It includes Commander Reed Weissman, pilot Victor Glover, Canadian astronaut Jeremy Hansen, and mission specialist Christina Cook becoming the first woman to travel into the moon. We recognize how important it is that every single person who has a contribution to make is going to be able to make that contribution, and our missions will be more successful as a result. The Artemis II crew is expected to launch in November of 2024. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time now for our Bloomberg Sports Update. For that, we bring in John Stashauer. All right, Nathan, amazing what the Yukon Huskies have done over the last less than 30 years. 11 national championships in women's basketball and now five more by the men. They've won with three different coaches. Jim Calhoun won three titles. Kevin Ollie won nine years ago. And in Houston, another NCAA tournament wrapped up by the Huskies. They beat San Diego State in the final 76-59. Their coach now is Dan Hurley. So it feels great to come through on promises made by me to to all this, you know, the great people of Connecticut. And then with these guys, this was our vision. This was our dream. This is what we talked about when we recruited these guys, that we could get together and do something big like this. And uh, it's just great to come through uh, on promises made to players and to this university. Early the son of a Hall of Fame high school coaching legend in New Jersey. UConn had some down years. Came into this season having not won a single NCAA tourney game since 2016. And this year they won six tourney games and they won them by an average of 20 points. Yankees third one of the season. They've only allowed one run in those three wins at the stadium. Eight to one over the still winless Phillies. Nestor Cortez got the win. Home runs by Claver Torres and Anthony Rizzo. Mets lost in Milwaukee 10 to nothing. Brewers with a seven run fifth inning included a Bryce Terang grand slam. Carlos Carrasco gave up five runs and then Tommy Hunter served up five more. Carrasco got called for a pitch clock violation before his first pitch of the day. Anthony Rendon of the Angels suspended four games by MLB. Video caught him making physical contact with a fan in Oakland. Nets and Devils have home games tonight. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. 
Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. On what will be another historic day in the unprecedented presidency and post-presidency of Donald Trump. In just a few hours, he will arrive at a courthouse in lower Manhattan to enter a not guilty plea to the first ever criminal charges against a former president. Ahead of that, we're joined live by Bloomberg's Kriti Gupta. She's outside the courthouse for us this morning. Go ahead and set the scene for us, Kriti. What are we expecting later today? Well, I'm standing right outside the district attorney's office and the courthouse in southern Manhattan or downtown Manhattan for our global audience. This is basically right on the cusp of Wall Street. What you're seeing here is a very escalated media presence. You're seeing a lot of barricades and you're forcing a lot of press presence as well. Essentially, uh, the New York community is bracing for some sort of wide scale impact protests, rallies uh, in preparation for President Trump's or former President Trump's arraignment right out here uh, where I'm standing in front of the courthouse. What kind of commotion could we expect? We'd heard some reports that there might be some kind of demonstration involving what the uh, New York Young Republicans. What's that about? Well, there are a lot of different groups here on both sides of this issue. Remember, I think for a global audience, it's important to remember he is still a former cont- uh, he is still not only a former president, but a contender for the 2024 presidential election. You are going to see both protests uh, and rallies uh, supporting and trying to push him out as well, uh, really talking about what the charges actually are when it comes to what he's really responsible for. Look, people are holding him accountable for things like a role in the Capitol insurrection. These are one of the potential charges he will be charged with today in the arraignment. Things like what his role was in overturning the Georgia uh, election count in 2020, in addition, of course, to the alleged hush money payments of about 130,000 adult film star Stormy Daniels, among others. So there's a lot to digest here. And of course, like I said, you are really preparing not just for that group that you mentioned, but for a lot of different groups to show up here, but perhaps show up more near his home in Trump Tower, closer to Central Park. And that's really where you're going to see, and already have seen, a lot of the action. Now, in terms of the case that's coming forward today, this is related uh, to the hush money payments uh, to Stormy Daniels during the 2016 campaign. But as far as that goes, we've heard a number of reports that there could be multiple counts against the former president. But at this point, we don't really know exactly what they are, right? No, we don't. We're looking for anywhere to 24 to 30 different charges. Now, the assumption here is that Alan Bragg is going to pursue the 130,000 hush uh, money payments that you just referenced. 
But the takeaway here is that doesn't seem to be the game changer for Alvin Bragg. And really, it all comes down to his star witness, Michael Cohen, who used to be uh, an employee of President Trump and his kind of uh, fixer, essentially, who allegedly made the payments for President Trump. So he's the one who kind of turned code here and said, look, I'm happy to be your star witness. And that seems to be the game changer, which is why the assumption here is that's the count that Alvin Bragg is going to lead. But to your point, there are a lot of other uh, charges. Remember, you are also dealing with the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, looking at the same time into President Trump and his family members about manipulating company asset values as well. So there's a lot to digest here in terms of what actually shows up in the charges today. In terms of what we could see at the courtroom later this afternoon, uh, the cameras aren't going to be allowed into the courtroom. So it could be quite a, a while before we know exactly what the president is charged with in this case, isn't it? Yes, that's absolutely true. It looks like the judge last night made a decision. There will be no live broadcasting of the arraignment, potentially uh, no live broadcasting of the trial itself. But uh, they will, however, allow photographs before the arraignment is to start. So you're 100% right that we may actually not know what the counts and what the charges actually are for days, weeks, even months as the trial uh, kicks off. And ahead of this, we know that the former president has added to his legal defense team. He's gotten even more lawyers behind him. What does that tell you about how this could go? We've got about a minute left. Yeah, we've got about a, a quick change to the legal team. And I think what's really the takeaway from, from that is going to be how the Trump defense team is actually approaching this court case. Look, over the weekend, uh, what who was his lead counsel, Joe Takatina, did actually come out and say, look, we are not trying to make this theater. We're not trying to make the showmanship at all. We're not going to even file to dismiss. We are going to plead not guilty. And that is a big, big sign because, look, the presiding judge is one merchant who President Trump has very vocally said, one uh, merchant hates me. So the initial reaction was that, well, maybe he would try to get the judge removed. Those efforts haven't happened yet. So there is a very, very large effort to keep this under wraps. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.